Hello, everyone. I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast. Today on Mile 40, I'm going to be giving my finals pick for the 2022 NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. With the finals starting, you know I got to give my pick. So here we go. So to me, this is a very interesting series. Both teams got here in very different ways. The Warriors gentlemen swept the Denver Nuggets in round one. Then they beat the Memphis Grizzlies who lost John Moran after game three, and they beat him in six games. And then they very easily beat the Dallas Mavericks in five games to advance to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years, which is miraculous and very impressive. And then for the Boston Celtics, they come in and they play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round as they're the two seed and the Nets are the seven seed. And a lot of people, including me, thought the Nets would win that because they have the best player, but that's not how it ended. The Celtics swept the Brooklyn Nets in four games, obviously, and it was a super close series, but down the stretch, the Celtics were just a better team. And then they play Milwaukee, who's missing their second best player, Chris Middleton. And the Boston Celtics did a good job of not losing consecutive games in this series, as every single time Milwaukee won, the Celtics would counter back with a victory. And they were questionable down the stretch, especially in game five, where they had a double-digit lead and they blew it, making them go down three to two. But in game six, Jason Tatum stepped up, probably had the best game of his career, shooting lights out, 40-plus point performance, and they won. And then in game seven, Grant Williams had the best game of his career, making, I think, seven threes. And then they played the South, uh, the Miami Heat, who beat them in game one pretty handily after Jason Tatum had a seven turnover quarter in the third quarter. And then in game two, they dominated the Heat as they just shot very well from three and Marcus Smart was back as well as Al Horford. And then in game three, the Heat won. The Heat got up early. Jimmy Butler went out, but they were still able to hold on to the lead after the Celtics cut it down to one point. And then in games four... In game four, the Celtics dominated from the tip-off, and Jimmy Butler was back. And then in game five, the Heat were up at halftime 42-37, but the Heat's offense got dry, and the Celtics prevailed, scoring 93 points, and the Heat only scored 80. And that was a testament to the Celtics' great defense, but also how poor Miami's offense was. And then in game six, Jimmy Butler probably had the best performance of his career, scoring 47 points with one turnover, which was just absolutely tremendous. The Heat were up most of that game. They almost blew the lead, but they kept it. And then we were at a game seven. And this past Sunday, the Celtics and Heat played. The Celtics were up by 13 points, I believe, with like 335 left. They almost blew the lead with 20 seconds left. Jimmy Butler had an opportunity to win, well, to put the Heat ahead. 99 to 98, but he missed a three-pointer, which in my personal opinion was a good shot considering that he shot 47% on pull-up threes, I'm pretty sure. And he made a pull-up three earlier in that game from the same spot, just on the opposite side of the court. So the Heat lost and the Celtics are now in the finals for the first time since 2010. And I think this is a very interesting series. You've got two different teams. You've got one team in the Celtics who has no finals experience, but they've got a lot of hunger and drive right now. They've got a lot of young players on the team, and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams. And then you got a couple veterans. I'd call Marcus Smart a veteran at this point. You got Al Horford, Ime Udoka, although he's a rookie coach. He played in the NBA, so he understands these type of moments very well. He also coached with the Spurs. 
They know a lot about victories and dominance. So it's a very interesting series. And then you got the Golden State Warriors, who are used to this situation. Like I said, this is their sixth time being in the finals under the Steve Kerr era. And they, in, in eight years, very impressive. And the last two years when they did not make it, Clay Thompson was hurt. So the second Clay gets healthy, they're back here. And this Warriors team is very hungry. One, because many people doubted them out, and you've probably seen on Twitter or Instagram or wherever the amount of memes of people saying, oh, the Warriors would never make the finals again. And look where they are now. They're back in the finals. And I think they're also motivated considering the fact that the last finals they went to, they lost, and it was because of injury. So right now the Warriors are healthy. It seems like Andre Iguodala, Gary Payton II, and Otto Porter will be able to play in game one as well. So that will definitely be big time for them. And I think the Warriors also are just such an elite home team. The Warriors are 9-0 in these playoffs. They, they're the only team who's left and the only team in the entirety of the playoffs who has not lost, who, who did not lose, who has not lost a single home game. And I think that's definitely going to help them a lot in this series. And it's why I'm picking the Warriors to win this series in six games. I envision this series going. Uh, I, I think that the Warriors will win games one and two. I think the Celtics will fight back and they'll win three and four. And then the Warriors will win games five and six. I'm very tempted to pick the Warriors in five, but I don't think the Celtics will crumple that much. I think they have a very good defense. But at the same time, I get concerned because the Celtics, they have not been a very good home team this playoffs. It took a buzzer beater for them to beat the Nets in game one. They were in, in the first round. And then in game two of the first round, they were losing for a lot of that game. If you look at their games versus Milwaukee, they won games two and seven, but games two and, I mean, games one and five, they were not very good, especially down the stretch. And then if you look at this Miami series, they lose games three and five. They have not been the best home team overall this playoffs. And the Celtics have been a very good road team, but I don't think that's going to really help them in series as the Golden State Warriors are such just a good road team. I mean, Chase Center is just such a marvelous arena. I think Steph Curry will win his first career finals MVP, which I'm really happy for. Something that doesn't make sense to me, and I, I just don't get it, is the people who criticize Curry for not having a finals MVP. But it also doesn't make sense in NBA history. Because when you're looking back at NBA finals MVPs, most of them are always forwards. But we all know that Steph Curry should have been the finals MVP in 2015. And he was for sure the catalyst slash leader of the 2017 and the 2018 Golden State Warriors championship runs, even if Kevin Durant was the best player. But we all know that Steph Curry and Isaiah Thomas are basically known as like the two best small guards in NBA history. Obviously, and including myself, a lot of people believe that Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time, but he was 6'9". He played center in a finals game, so he's not a small guard. But it doesn't make sense, considering that Steph Curry has been considered the greatest shooter in NBA history and also been the catalyst of such an elite dynasty like the Golden State Warriors that many people argue has been the best dynasty ever. To not see him have a finals MVP in the record books does not make much sense. So I think that's going to be corrected this year as Curry's going to win finals MVP. I think he's going to have a great series. I think that it's going to be needed of him. And also, I don't think that there's immense pressure. I think something that Curry learned these last couple of years when playing without Klay Thompson is how to get himself open when, or how to get himself open opportunities when 
you know, you don't have as many great shooters around you. And now with Klay Thompson back, Jordan Poole playing the best basketball of his career, as same with Andrew Wiggins. Steph Curry knows what it takes to get open. And I think that's why sometimes you don't see him have these magnificent type shooting performances recently because he doesn't need to. And I think right now with here, with Boston's defense, they're going to limit Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. But Steph Curry, I, I don't think Marcus Smart will be able to get to him. And I think that Marcus Smart can't overplay him on defense because one, Curry will always just find the open man. And two, Steph Curry, and what makes him great as well, is his ability to play off ball. Draymond Green could play point guard for a lot of times for this Warriors team, and it's okay. Now, I do think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're going to have some good games. I've been really impressed with Jalen Brown these playoffs. Just being a number two scorer, the way that he is, and elevating his game when he needs to has just been so tremendous to me. And he always brings great defense. He's got great hands. He's he's an experienced playoff player. This is his... Uh, this year was his third conference finals, um, excuse me, fourth, because as a rookie, he was in the conference finals as well. So I definitely think he's ready for this moment. Al Horford, to me, just screams NBA playoff basketball. I know he was terrible a couple years ago with the Sixers, but, you know, he can space the floor nowadays. He can play defense. He can rim protect. He can rebound. He also is just has been playing tremendous these playoffs. He's given them very big games, especially when it came to that Buck series in round two as he stepped up really big when he needed to, especially in game four when the Celtics season was on the line because if they had gone down 3-1, I don't think they were going to be able to capitalize. But I also think that Robert Williams is not going to be the most effective in this series. I'm going to assume Williams will be guarding Draymond Green, and that doesn't really do much for the, for the Celtics. Draymond isn't a scorer, and he doesn't look to. He takes one or two threes a game, and they're usually wide open. So Robert Williams possibly has to make a decision in the Celtics. Is he going to stay in the paint, or is he going to guard Draymond in the perimeter? But if he guards Draymond on the perimeter, you know, there's going to be people open. And if Robert Williams is on the perimeter, that leaves a rebounding matchup of Kevon Looney versus Al Horford. And Al Horford is obviously a better rebounder and a better player than Kevon Looney, but Kevon Looney has recently been playing the best basketballs of his career. And this started in game six versus the Golden State Warriors, uh, versus the Memphis Grizzlies when he had a 10 plus rebound game and he was absolutely phenomenal. So I think that that will definitely help open up stuff for the Warriors. And also, and I was listening to First Things First today and they brought up a great point. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Miami's offenses are very simple. The Warriors have the most complicated scheme in the NBA. It's very, it's very motion oriented, off ball movement. Um, it's not a singular player centric, even though it's based around Steph Curry. It's going to be a lot of movement. And Boston has not seen that this postseason. And they have also not seen elite guard play for most of this postseason. Kyrie Irving was great in game one in that series, but he dwindled down after that. Drew Holiday, he's good, but he's not no Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. And then Kyle Lowry was obviously hurt, although he did have, and I did talk about this in mile 39, he did have a good game six but nothing like Steph Curry. So they're not going to be used to this type of offense. And also, the great thing about Steph Curry is that because of how good he is, he spaces the floor for the rest of the team. And so, obviously, because he's a great shooter, he and the floor spacing, they have to pick him up very early. And when you pick up Steph Curry very early, 
it opens up opportunities for other people. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything that we don't know. I also think that Gary Payton II will be a big contributor for them. Marcus Smart has been playing well to exceptional one every three games on offense. And Gary Payton II can definitely like stop him at times when he's getting hot. So I think that will definitely help them a lot. I also like Otto Porter Jr. to kind of give them some more um, wing depth. I think just overall, the Warriors, they're too driven. They've got home court advantage. They have the best player in the series, and they have more depth. They have the best coaching, and they have players who've just been here more. And that's why I'm going with the Warriors in six games. But I do think it will be an exciting series. And if I'm Boston right now, I'm happy about how this season ended up and how it's going so far because you know you were 18 and 21 at one point people in the media were talking about how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum needed to be split up but um, obviously that wasn't needed they've had a tremendous run and I think even if next year Brooklyn comes back better Philadelphia comes back better um, Milwaukee comes back better and Miami maybe adds a piece you're still happy because you have a young core that's only going to get better as we've seen and, you know, I think if I'm them, I'm just going to be really happy. I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast. This wraps up Mile 40, where I give my prediction for the 2022 NBA Finals, where I have the Golden State Warriors winning in six games with Steph Curry winning his first career Finals MVP. This is definitely an interesting series that no one saw coming to start the year, but it's definitely going to be an interesting one considering how different the two teams are. I mean, the Warriors, they're the experienced team versus the Celtics, who are the young team, but it's definitely going to be exciting to watch. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Miles of Sports, out.